Welcome to the Mark of a Leader podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Fernandez. Today we have our CEO and chief storyteller with us, Doug Keeley. Doug, thanks for being here in studio with us. Great to be here, Danielle. Coming to you from beautiful Toronto, Ontario, Canada, we're going to learn how to tell a good business story today. So let's talk about how to tell a good business story. Where does one start? Well, um, I think you a good way to start is to think about uh, stories that that can be used in business because they have a point. So it may be a story from uh, a customer. It may be a story from an, a mistake you or your organization have made. It may be a story from your personal life. Uh, but we think that in business, if it doesn't have a point, then you shouldn't tell it. Uh, so start with the point and work backwards is the most important thing so that people are never left thinking, why are you telling me this? And as a corollary to that, start with context. So give them what we could think about as a headline at the front. So let me just tell you something about how I learned never to do, you know, X again, never to stand in the middle of a busy street. So I got, you got my attention now because I'm going, really, you stood in the middle of a busy street? And then you um, work backwards from, from the ending so that you tell it so that it, it fits that pattern. Then what? Like, what are the next steps here? Well, I think that uh, good stories should be scripted out. People have different views of this. Um, at the very least, they should be bullet pointed it out. And I think you want to start with... Uh, first of all, a simple flow or model of it is any story should start with a time or place. So you start with a setup. Here's where it was, um, here, which could give you the main character's age or it could give you the, the situation. Uh, it has characters in it. It might be you or some other people. Uh, some things are going to happen. There's going to be some kind of resolution. In a good story, there's something unexpected happens before that resolution. And then, then there's your, your point coming from it. So that's a very popular uh, pattern that we teach in our training. And I would suggest that it's one that you could use too. So give them context. And then the story starts with a time and place. Introduce your characters. Some scenes unfold. Where possible, something unexpected happens. The story is resolved. And then you have a point coming out of it. Okay, that makes sense. But then how do you decide what goes in it and what doesn't? Well, that's actually the toughest part of most stories. So uh, we tend to either not give enough detail to get the listener to be drawn into it, to actually feel it, but uh, or opposite, you put so much detail in that it's not a story, it's just you know a PowerPoint slide. So I would kind of write out what the key points were. Um, so let's say you're telling a personal story, you write out, okay, here's the date, so they know how old you were or what the, the time in society was, uh, here's the time and place, here's a couple of things that happened, here's what went wrong or right, here's how we resolved it. Do it as bullet points and then craft the story around the bullet points. But, you know, the, the, it is the hardest thing. Steve Jobs was famous for saying and thinking, the hardest thing is taking stuff out, not putting stuff in, and, and there's the famous Isaacson story of how the original iPhone had three buttons and he threw it back at the engineers and said, give me one button. And they came back with two and he threw it back even harder and got even angrier and said one. And they said, it's impossible, Steve, you can't do it with one. And as we all know, they did it with one. And now with the new iPhones, there's no button. How do you go about making it engaging though? So it'll draw people in and captivate them. Well, uh, great question. So a good story will take people into the moment. Um, and, so 
uh, even if you're explaining something complex, you want to draw people into moments so that they feel what it was like. And our model says, well, the easiest way to do that is to use our what we call the five-level model, which is the story overall needs to have spirit, imagination, intellect, which is the data, heart, passion, and, and hands. And if it has fun, all of those, uh, people will be engaged. But the model is make them feel what it was like to be there in the story. Make them feel it was like to be there. And in your opinion, how long should a good story be? I realize this could be, you know, depending on the content, but in general. Uh, it totally depends on the content and the context. Uh, but I think a few minutes is plenty. I think we all have really short attention spans these days. So short and sweet is always better. Uh, as everyone tells you in film or theater, leave them wanting more. So um, a couple of minutes is a good model. Now, I would love to know who are your favorite, your personal favorite storytellers? Well, uh, these days, Pixar, I think I'd have to put at the top of my list. They just, they totally get it. They're, they're unbelievably creative. There's always some touching points in their story. Um, I, I just, I think Pixar are, are brilliant. Uh, when I was growing up, Tom Robbins was one of my favorite novelists, and obviously J.K. Rowling uh, with all the Harry Potter stuff is amazing. These days, I love Game of Thrones, so George R.R. R. Martin, who wrote the original books, and then all the writers who've done the adapting to make it into this fantastic piece of film and television. And there's all kinds of musicians. Um, uh, you know, I'm old enough to, to love Bob Dylan, and, uh, and these days I, I love John Mayer. Uh, I love you know, a couple of country um, artists who I think write sometimes really funny songs and manage to take the basic ingredients of a pickup truck, a beer, uh, short shorts, and a dog and turn it into like an entire genre of music. And sometimes even the other horse is lame. Yes. And how about you? Who are your favorite storytellers? Well, one of my favorites is uh, Malcolm Gladwell these days with his Revisionist History podcast. I love the sound of his voice and his content and how he delves deeper into the unknown. It's fantastic. Yeah, fantastic storyteller. And he's someone who's taken some complex ideas and used stories to make them real. So uh, uh, 10,000 hours, something I talk about all the time and I joke about the Beatles. Um, but the abstraction of 10,000 hours is kind of like the abstraction of here's our mission, vision, and values if they're just written. So you can say it takes 10,000 hours of work to get good at something. And you go, like, who made that rule up? But when you put it in the context of the Beatles, which is the example he used, uh, in the strip clubs in Hamburg playing eight hours a day and having to constantly come up with new music and constantly learn new things just to make it interesting for themselves, the heck about the patrons, uh, you go, oh, yeah. And so when you say 10,000 hours to me, I immediately have an image of the Beatles playing in some crummy club uh, in Hamburg. I concur. Yeah. That wraps up uh, today's podcast. Thank you very much, Doug, for being here in studio with us. Thanks uh, for having me, Danielle. It's been a blast. And from all of us here at The Mark of a Leader, thanks very much for listening. Until next time.